Hello and welcome to the Divine Radiance Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Maria, Magdalene Priestess, wordsmith, artist, and teacher in devotion to Shekhinah, the Hebrew goddess of sacred union. Join me for solo and guest episodes where we explore divine feminine topics from a Gnostic perspective, including sacred living, the body as temple, ceremonial medicine, activating your soul purpose, sacred sexuality, devotion as a success strategy, powerful spiritual women of the desert, and so much more. This podcast is especially for you if you are called or curious to find the divine feminine within the traditional monotheistic faiths, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And we're back with season two, episode three of the Divine Radiance podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Maria, and I am here today with an extra special guest, Benji Mills Glover. I am especially excited to have you today, Benji, because you are our first uh, representative of divine masculine energy and essence who has come to be here on the podcast with me and to speak about divine feminine, your divine feminine experience and divine feminine healing, but bringing that divine masculine perspective, which I so appreciate. Benji is a healer. He's also a Magdalene priest in training and many other things that he'll tell you all about. So Benji, welcome to the show today. (laughs) Thank you. No, thank you, Lisa. I I feel honored to be here. This is such a beautiful container and I I just feel so honored. Um, And yeah, no, it just feels amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, well, I am so excited to dive into this conversation because you practice some very ancient healing modalities that I was not aware of before I met you. (laughs) And so I would love to hear a little bit about kind of just give us a sense of like, who are you and what are you practicing? What have you been called to spiritually over the last few years? Where is your journey going and what modalities are you using? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, I would love to. So um, yeah, my name's Benji. I am 21 years old and I currently reside in the UK um, near Sheffield for anyone that knows it. I'm lucky I have the Peak District. It's very ancient lands on my back garden. Um, Very, very powerful lands. And yes, so I... um, I work with quite a few different modalities. Um, I'm very much an avid believer that um, the tools of the past are there for our taking and they're available for us. I mean, uh, yesterday I was having this conversation uh, with some of my closest friends and we were talking about how in modern times, we can forget of all the, the gifts that we have got. We can say, oh, well, social media is bad and, and, and this is too much. and what I, I, I was saying last night, I was like, but we forget that every mystery school teaching that has ever been is available at our fingertips. We are at a position wow. in humanity's yeah. consciousness where you could access the most potent wisdom in the world. It, it's there for you. Like, just pick any mm-hmm. direction. You've got 360 degrees. Pick one and walk in it. Yeah. And, and if it doesn't work, then so be it. Like... That, that's your journey. Um, but my my personal journey, it all started, um, I like to think, um, 
with hairdressing, uh, ironically, one of the mundane things that people see it as, but to me, I like to see the divine in the mundane, the magic in the mm, mundane. Beautiful. Wow. Thank you. And in hairdressing, it's amazing the spiritual changes that can happen to somebody. Um, I mean, if we look at ancient cultures, uh, haircuts for millennia have been seen as sacred rites. They've been seen as initiations. And I think in modern time, we, we're so busy with the hustle and bustle around us. We forget to take that sacred pause and be like, okay, what is our intention here? What am I doing this for? Um, and I think that through removal of hair and things like that, we can actually say goodbye to those pieces of ourselves that don't serve us anymore. Not, and I don't think of these things as bad. I, I don't, I, I do not believe in bad. I, I don't think that's the thing. I think we live in a world of duality and you have things that serve you and things that don't serve you. And just because they don't serve you just means that they need to go somewhere else. They've got some of the magic to weave um, and we can keep moving forward. So through that, I uh, very much felt this um, an emotional activation in my field when it came to relating to people uh, and meeting them where they are. I, I, I think it's really important for conscious people to meet people where they are because we are the people that in that situation we're like okay where are you in this moment let me meet you or are you comfortable here if you've got an edge here okay that's interesting I'll support you yeah. I'm here for you because we don't want to cause shame we don't want to cause separation yeah. that's not what we're here for we're, we are here to uplift humanity and I mm -hmm. think that is such a beautiful charge for us to have um so my healing journey uh, truly kicked off when I was feeling called to join, to start to learn a healing modality. Um, but I, I was seeing um, kind of like raking things like that. And I, I loved it, but I didn't feel that pull in my chest yeah. that threw sure. me towards it. Um, and I knew that's what I had to wait for. And I even got like frustrated. I remember speaking to my guides, like, just tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I, I right. have all this. Yeah, just give me a sign. And one day, um, it was during the first lockdown, I, I was walking through a really old wood. And all of a sudden, I was listening to this podcast. And it was ancient Egypt and commissions. And uh, I was... Anpu, and I was like, what are these words? I, I recognize them, but I don't know what they are. And I learned that they were the um, traditional ways of pronouncing uh, Egyptian words. And mm -hmm. that really spoke to me. And I was, and I just felt a little voice saying, okay, here we go. Th this is di the direction we're going. I felt that magnetism, that female mm -hmm. energy pull me. Mm -hmm. um, so the modality that I am currently trained in is called Rayad Sakam, uh, which mm. is a ancient Egyptian word. And it basically just means um, the power of the five elements, um, the totality, the wholeness of it. And what I found really beautiful with this was the, the brilliant um, 
developer, the, the woman that introduced this modality, Joanna Bristow Watkins, she trained in healing and she felt this call to Egypt. So she went. And I think for me, I was like, wow, that's so powerful that she she just went. And through doing yeah. that, she opened herself up to life and life answered and sent a brilliant man named Hakeem to her. And he was an oral wisdom tradition keeper and mm. elder for a tribe at the feet of the pyramids that still live there to this day. And he um, offered his wisdom to her. He, he shared everything he knew pretty much um which blew my mind it, and he showed her symbols she'd never seen before he he told her about the ancient pronunciations and traditions that we don't hear about in the modern world anymore um that have been forgotten or lost uh, but are being woken up again which i think a lot of cultures are and what I really love about Rayetsuken is it's a blend of different lineages all in one. Mm. We not only do we have the, this brilliant wisdom from uh, Kem, which is the traditional way to say Egypt, uh, Kem, Kemt, Kemet. Um, she also, her sister is a angelologist and a scene angelologist mm. who has mm. studied the Dead Sea Scrolls and found it her purpose to bring that to the modern world like because it uh, in the Essene community I mean I'm not sure how much your uh, listeners will know about the Essenes but they they work daily with angels uh they had an angel for every hour um wow. that they would work with um I mean there's reports that angels walked among them in their community in Quran uh which is mm. on the west bank um near Israel and through that, it, it introduced me to these really powerful entities that are available for us to work with. Um, to name a, a couple would be Melchizedek um, mm -hmm. and Raphael and Pistis Sophia, the, these ancient, ancient energies that yes. I feel like they've slept dormant in the earth for a long time. I don't know mm -hmm. if you feel that. And mm -hmm, I feel do. like with the activation of the laid lines, the dragon lines at the minute, it's like mm. all this energy is rising for us and we can just pull it towards us and work with it, these tools. Um, so through that, it, it really opened me up to working with these energies and uh, kind of working backwards a little bit. Before that, I'd always felt a call to Mary Magdalene. I think mm -hmm. what woke a lot of us up was the Da Vinci Code because <laughs> we all we all yes. learn about it. And I think for a lot of us, we kind of knew it was it was more accurate than we could we've ever yeah. been shown before. Um, right. And it really awoke something in us. And for me it was it was my truth everything i read mm. the, the 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 passion the the story of the feminine really spoke yeah. to me and i as being a man myself i i mean i i believe the men are here to support women i believe mm. men are here to hold women we are here to help you guys usher in this new earth uh, I mean the women move <laughs> wow. forward and the men follow and I think mm -hmm. that's something that has really been lost uh, but I think the beauty of it is you can see it returning 
in so many ways mm. and even when I say it was lost I think it adopted itself it adapted yeah. to what it needed um with the, the mother running the household and these things like the, our mother is our goddess it is the first mm. embodiment of that female principle we are connected to and as women the red thread that runs from you to your mum to your grandmother to your great grandmother like what a beautiful pure line of energy for us to all work with um because I do think it's there for us all to work with I think it's available for all of us um so through that I I knew I needed to become a priest of Magdalene. I knew that was coming for me. And then um, all of a sudden I was on, enrolled on the course and I was singing <laughs> yes. the Bundi Vashmaya uh, with my yeah. friend from. Uh, and I've never looked back since. So yeah, that's mm. like a small introdu introduction into some of the different uh, works that I do. And then moving forward, I, I'm currently really pulled towards thresholding. Um, which mm. for any of your listeners who haven't heard of this, it's a, a, an ancient sacred art of actually journeying with the soul of the deceased into the next world and helping take them from this life to the next life, which I think is really needed in this moment. I think there's a lot of fear when it comes to death. And I think yes. when we can, when we can alchemize that and really get some magic out of it, there'll be, it'll allow for a lot more flow instead of stagnation. Mm -hmm. Well, that's beautiful. I love that. There's <clears throat> so much historical precedent too for priests and priestesses mm. serving people in the thresholds of life and mm. in many ways in the modern era I think we lost the, the notion of ritual being a part of flowing through those thresholds at birth and at mm. passing into the next life so that's amazing and I, I love all of this I love the breadth and the, mm. the depth of your work but also the common threads that run through you know, all of these different things. And you seem to have just embraced, you know, when you, when you found your truth, I feel whenever you sense that pull, you followed it. So what would you say mm. to someone who's maybe has feeling that divine feminine magnetism, that tug in a certain direction, but they don't really understand why, what, but they're, and they're feeling hesitant. What would you say to them about really going after that? I would say, it, it can be easy to play small sometimes. It, it can be easy to hide from our own truth uh, and say, oh no, I can't do that. But there's no such thing as can't. You, these things are always, they're omnipresent and they're available for us. And I think if that thing is calling towards you, then allow it to journey with you. And if it isn't if it doesn't serve you or it's not meant to be with you for all of your journey throughout this lifetime, then mm -hmm. you can lovingly say, thank you. You've helped serve me through this time. And now I'm taking my next steps forward because I think you can always learn more. Um, it's easy to say, no, I can't do that. But it's a lot hard to actually step into that authentic light and say, this is me in this moment and be damn proud of yourself for stepping into mm -hmm. that because that is a hard step and I can't ever say it won't be hard but it will always be worth it.
Mm, oh, there's a quotable right there. I can't say it won't <laughs> always be hard, but it'll always be worth it. That is so true. That's amazing. Um, and so, you know, in terms of like your day-to-day life and work, how do you weave your spiritual practice in around whatever else you have going on in your life? I'm always curious to hear, like, how do people approach bringing the sacred into their everyday life? What does that look like for you? Mm, it, it's, uh, it can definitely be hard. And it, it was a tricky journey learning to balance that because I think mm. uh, as humans, we can be pulled to extremes very easily. But to walk the middle path is such a hard one because it's such a balancing act. Um, so for me, myself, I, I am so blessed in so many ways. I mean, I, I have an amazing uh, flatmate that lives with me and will support me through so much. Um, and in my work, I'm really lucky as um, my day to day, I primarily do my hairdressing work. Um, but I have amazing clients and amaz- an amazing boss who really supports my work and to be honest, I try to just bring it into every moment. I, uh, from, I, I think an art that has really been lost is that art of kind of saying hello uh, to someone. Like I yeah. see that spark inside of you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know a lot of people are almost scared of looking people in the eye, but I always like to do that because I like to see through that and say, I, I'm not speaking to just you in this moment. I'm speaking to your soul. And I think on a subconscious level for a lot of people, that's almost a mini awakening for them to just be like, oh, my God, I'm I'm being seen right now. And it can almost be a a bit intimidating for people, but Mm -hmm. you you show them that love. uh, And it's amazing how the masks can uh, melt away and you see this person in front of you. Um, But I think... Uh, the the important part and one of the hardest parts is a daily spiritual practice um, yeah. to anchor in. It, it's it's been a massive journey for me to be able to balance it. I mean, I I am the sort of person that would happily spend five hours every morning doing his <laughs> spiritual practice. Um, yes. I, I, and, and uh, just be in that realm but I, I know for a lot of people that isn't possible um, so I find for me just taking those few minutes at the start of the day mm-hmm. even just with a cup of tea or coffee and just sitting there and being with myself and being checking in I'm like okay how am I today what, where am I needing some love today and just sending that because if you can't show that love to yourself, you'll never be able to find that love in the world. That is so true. Mm, so true. We, we blind ourselves to mm-hmm. it, I think. Uh, we, we, we say, oh, well, I, there's, there's no positivity out there, but it's actually, it, it's through a filter of that self-hatred. And once you can see yourself and see, see that child living inside of your heart and being like, no, it's okay. It's funny how life sp- lights up to these things and it's like, okay, you're embracing this love. We're going to keep sending it your way because you're opening to this. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is so beautiful and so true. And 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 loving yourself and, and practicing love toward yourself mm. is a spiritual practice. That is one of the most beautiful and foundational, I believe, spiritual disciplines, if we could even call it that, that sounds so, so no, yeah, masculine. But- 
but it really is <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely it's so difficult to do that um and it's always a big journey like a lot of people I think when they are first introduced to uh, the spirituality they think that everything has to be done by tomorrow and these are lifelong lessons that we are working mm-hmm. with right now like it, it isn't always going to be easy it's really not but it's such a powerful practice to bring in every single day just to show that love. Mm, That is so beautiful. And I completely resonate with your thoughts about uh, wishing that, you know, you could always spend all those hours in spiritual practice in the morning. I feel the same, but I think it's interesting what you mentioned about bringing that priest consciousness almost, or that spiritual Mm light working consciousness into your work, even with just saying hello. I've noticed that as well, that in my day-to-day work, because I also have a job outside this work that I do, uh, that I used to see them as separate, but that was a very separate consciousness, right? Mm, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, duality. I, have, I have work, it's duality, right? I have work and I have my priestessing, but really I am always called to be a priestess. And mm. oftentimes that may be holding space for someone in the workplace, or speaking into someone, or Mm. looking someone in the eye and saying hello, as you said, all of these things are part of that work and seeing them as woven together. I love what you said about weaving, weaving Mm. all of these things together. I think that that's what, we're in the age of the weavers. That's what I like to think of Mm. this as because (laughs) we're creating the new pathways. And um, I I know we've spoken before about um, the blend of cultures and ideologies mm-hmm. and I think um, we, 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 we all know the people who say no that belongs to that and that belongs to that and you cannot mix those together because that's not right and I think that I, I respect that opinion and, and they mm-hmm. are absolutely sure. entitled to hold that however I see that as a limiting belief I think but mm-hmm. if we connect this to this then we can make something new. And this is gonna be super powerful. This is gonna be beautiful. Let's see how this goes. Because I I think if you look at the feminine, it's that Kundalini, it's the, it's blends. It's the belly dancer walking into the room and saying, (laughs) no, let's play with these toys. We've got all of this accessible to us. We have, the internet at our fingertips with every mystery school teaching that has ever been. And it's all for us to mesh together and and create these beautiful things. And if you think about our souls, they've gone through so many incarnations and they've lived in so many cultures. I think it would almost be unnatural not to include these different things uh, because it's it's going from that masculine, um, the... um, structures and categories and boxes and it's kind of all just melting away and showing this multicultural dynamic that I think you can see appearing in the modern world I know in the UK mm-hmm. we've become so multicultural within even the last 20 years and it, I, I yeah. love that I think that's so brilliant and awe-inspiring and when you can see the the um advances forward with it I I just think it's divine Mm, 
It is. It is indeed. And even here in Dubai, I marvel at it frequently mm. also mm. because this is such a multicultural society. And um, I mean, 80% of the people living here aren't from here. <laughs> and there are, upwards, I don't know what the, the statistics are now, but it, pre-pandemic, it was, I think, 200 some countries people wow. living in Dubai from 200 some countries. So that creates a whole different consciousness. And I think we're going to see more of that, you know, as mm. time goes by. And, and so I would just say to all of you out there, <laughs> you're feeling called to blend, blend <laughs> in a respectful yeah. way, <laughs> blend. And I think you said it earlier, Benji, just to say yes to what your heart is calling you toward and to, to, to go on that. Okay. That's it. We can, it's very. It's easy to bring in shame and doubt, um, but just doing it and just seeing where it goes. I mean, I always think, what's really what is the worst that can happen? Um, as long as you're true to yourself, we are protected. We are divinely protected every step of the way, and don't let the ego start whispering these ideas of separation because we know that that isn't our authentic truth. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And on that note, uh, we talk a lot about that. And for the audience's benefit, I'll say uh, Benji and I are in the same mystery school program right now. And one of the things that we have been working with practices on is how to come out of separation and duality and to mm -hmm. allow that to be woven through the divine feminine practices into unity. Um, what what has been your experience with that journey? I'm really curious from going like separation, you know, and then working with this more unity consciousness. Now you've seen it from the Egyptian perspective. You've seen it from the Magdalene perspective. How do you see this playing out for you? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a difficult road. I, I, I always <laughs> promise to be authentic and I will never say it is all sunshine and daisies because there are the dark nights, there, there are the thunderstorms and the rain clouds. Um, my own journey when it comes from going through that separation to unity, um, it's definitely still going. I mean, every day it's that uh, relearning of, oh yeah, unity oh yeah unity and um i was thinking with the metaphor of weaving it's those single strands that come together to make that one thing and i think that is what unity is like yeah. just because we can be ourselves doesn't mean we can't be unity at the same time i know a lot mm -hmm. of people think oh unity means that you all have to wear white and you all have to all speak <laughs> exactly the same and and unity is so much more than that it, it is it's transcendental. It is um, the dissolving of these concepts of shame, of fear, of anxiety, of worry, of stress, because these yeah. are things that we add on top of life, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's just remembering like, okay, no, the authentic part of life is this. Um, mm -hmm. the, uh, the journey is, uh, such a powerful one of awareness uh, because you you are in it together and it can be hard when you look out of your window and you think god we are still in separation there is so much separation mm. but actually if you speak to people there is so much unity and that's what lights my heart up when I speak to my clients every day 
I see so much unity. I, I see so much love and beauty and strength and compassion. And I think it's very easy to paint the picture of this um, disorder. That's the only word I can think of, that chaos. Whereas actually there is so much more at play at the moment. And I'm, I'm sure like with you going, uh, being in Dubai and all of the journeys you've gone through, you've had a really interesting journey through that separation to unity. Mm, yes, I have. And it's something that I'll talk about on another episode, <laughs> another day, <laughs> but suffice to say, yes, I look out my window every morning and I, in, I see in myself and I see it, you know, in the world, this like separation, but mm. there's opportunities every day to choose, to make different choices. Mm. And, mm. and I, I don't always make them, you know, sometimes I still get my, I get caught up in that separation and this versus that and the shame story around being this being that as you said because mm-hmm. separation triggers so much shame you know which box should yeah. I be in and how should I be and all of this but um, living here is definitely a really interesting opportunity to find mm-hmm. those moments of connection and spiritual practice and the practices that we've been doing going through mystery school um, have really helped you know, a Mm. lot in that regard and to open that up and find that. And on that note, on the divine feminine note and mystery school, what is it for you? I know coming from a divine masculine perspective, you mentioned a bit ago about the divine masculine supporting the divine feminine. Can you talk more, a little bit more about your journey with that and how you, because it's just, it's so beautiful. Like for us as women in mystery school, it's so beautiful to be in community with men uh, and with divine masculine vessels, as, as our teacher Anna would say. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been, it's definitely been a really interesting journey with me when it, it's kind of come to the um, integration of the feminine. Um, mm. that, that's been a big journey from me. Um, I, I mean, coming from that nuclear family of mum, dad, son, uh, and everyone around yeah. you tells you what direction you kind of have to go. And um, it, it's the layers of shame, of acceptance, or of meeting yourself of where you are when it comes to stuff and realizing like, okay, what I what works for me um and I think a big lesson for me was acceptance in this life so far um Mm -hmm. uh, something um and it's not really a story that it's something that I tend to bring up too much but I feel like it it gives quite good insight is when I was uh, quite young um seven actually my best friend uh, passed uh, into the uh, next life and yeah. that was a really big struggle for me uh, to come mm. to the acceptance yeah. of that loss um, yeah. and kind of for me it was like um, a, a dy- dynamic of well what can I do? Like my masculine really wanted to take control of that situation and say, no, no, this isn't fair. Like uh, this is how things need to be. And my feminine came in and it, it there was no words that there didn't need mm. to be words. It was that embrace and that held in that the mother coming around and just holding you in that moment when yeah. you're kicking and screaming and crying and that was a really big step for me to just be like, wow, 
just to melt into something like that and be like okay that I think that was a really big step forward to me and after being able to do that um, I was able to dissolve these other concepts of kind of shame that I'd had on myself because I was like well I'm accepted I, I'm still loved mm-hmm. no matter what at the end of the day and that's the wisdom of the feminine that no matter what through whatever you do you are a child of the divine and you are loved and you should never forget that at every moment you have every single one of your ancestors guardians and guides stood behind you just saying I love you I love you so much and that that's what keeps me going every day Mm. I just got chills when you said that. I was thinking about uh, the training that we both went to or had recently with the oud oil, uh, mm. which is our which is our oil for this month in our our mystery school. And one of the the um, <clears throat> functions of of oud spiritually is to help us um, integrate past lives and also to connect with ancestors mm. and with those who are our guardians. And it's like a perfect time for that, especially as we're coming into the fall season. Um, so it sounds like then, you know, you are working with different light beings and mm-hmm. even like, do you feel the presence of your ancestors on a daily basis? Are you able to like connect with them? Can you just tell us, you know, whatever you care to share about that path? Cause you've mentioned yeah, of course. guardians and guides and light beings. And for people who <laughs> might be new to all of that, <laughs> what does that no, mean for of you? Course. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's a couple of different things to unpack, but th- there's kind of like a message that I've uh, wanted to say. Um, and I feel like yeah. this is quite a p- powerful time to say it. But I think that we are being called to step up now because it is our responsibility to help mm. um, alchemize all of the um woes pains of our ancestors of all that confusion of that pain uh, of the um stagnation of the pressure that was on us it's kind of like it's all been coming forwards and forwards and forwards like for the next generation to deal with and the next generation to deal with but we're being called to step up now and i see it as almost turning around and looking back at our ancestors and being mm. like, okay, I'm going to heal this lineage. It's me that's going to take this step. And I'm going to go through this because this is what I've trained a lifetime and lifetime to do. Um, so to that extent, yeah, I, f- I feel my ancestors all the time. Um, I, I, I feel that presence. And I, I think it's something that you do always kind of have with you but you just don't understand the feeling of it's just like that feeling at the back of your neck is where I always get it and it's like oh I'm not alone here um but then going into the uh kind of light beings guardians and guides um yeah I I I think that they are all energies that are accessible to us at any point and I feel really blessed that through different uh, adventures my soul's been on uh, through different modalities I've traveled through I've been able to re-meet and reintroduce myself to a lot of mm-hmm. these beings um, a really powerful uh, masculine force for me personally is the energy of Melchizedek 
uh, which I, I'm sure you've heard of before and um, yes. some of your <laughs> listeners may have, but he uh, he's a very powerful energy that um, is in the Bible. Um, it's very, very ancient. And uh, I see him as one of the protectors of the earth and one of the people that's really causing the uh, consciousness to rise at the moment. And I, I almost, I, my brain likes to create these images and I can almost see him and Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary and Mother Anna all together uh, with Sarah Tamar and kind of just sprinkling these codes and coming down to us and just helping all of us light workers together to increase the radiance of us all. And I think when we increase our radiance, we increase everyone else's radiance. And through doing that, through doing our work and releasing our energy, I think we're really, we're shifting that load off Atlas, that world on, our, on the shoulders of humanity, that energy is moving now. And that's why I think it's such an exciting and magical time to be here right now, because all the light workers are here. All of the guardians, all of the angels, all of them are here for us. And it's just like, who are we going to work with next? And I think mm. that's so, so brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I feel like I can't even give you a list of the people I work with because I feel like I'm it's, sure it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, there's so many. And I think there's even spirits that I don't even know that I think probably work with each and every one of us every day that are just waiting, yeah. waiting to be introduced again to us. Uh, and I think that that's so fantastic for us all at the moment. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, it's accessible to every each and every one of you. And uh, another message is just that whoever you're called to work with, feel free to work with them. Mm. Mm -hmm. so the amazing thing with light beings is that they are literally accessible at any time every single day um and that's what i think is really really magical about working with them because it you don't have to be sat in front of your altar or in the middle of prayer when you're connecting with these beings. It's in every moment they're constantly in your field, giving you guidance. And all you have to do is stop and listen. I, I mean, I love the phrase with those, those with eyes to see and ears to hear, because that is how it is. If you're looking for them, they are there and they are guiding you every step of the way. So, I mean, my personal favorite way is I will just stop and I will just say their name three times to really anchor in their energy. And I'll just say what I need to say, ask for whatever guidance I need. And even if I don't know who I need it from, I'll just say to any light beings that are with me, please help me with this because that is their job role. That is what they're here to do. And that's what lights them up. So never feel guilt when it comes to kind of working with these or asking for help, because at the end of the day, we are all children of the Abun, of Source. Mm -hmm. And with that, we are forever and eternally guided in every step. Mm. I love that. That is so beautiful. And it's such a, 
a, it's such a, a love oriented way of looking at things, not a fear mm. or shame oriented way of looking at things. As you were speaking about shame earlier, I know in such powerful terms, like this is just such a beautiful inviting and opening way mm. to approach these beings. I love Thank it. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's a shame. It, it's, it's such a heavy energy and I think we get so mm. used to carrying it but uh, but it's like Atlas like we, we don't need to be carrying this weight on our shoulders all of the time and we can give ourselves that permission to just say I release this shame that I'm carrying uh, mm. because I'm not who I was in that moment mm -hmm. we're constantly evolving uh, we're constantly becoming brand new and to hold on to the the weights of the past will do nothing but hinder our progress yeah that is so true it's one of the amazing gifts of this journey is just feeling those weights slip away allowing them to surrendering them releasing them leaving them on the side of the road and blessing the lessons and and continuing <laughs> yeah, later that's so true yeah that resonates so deeply uh, I, I think yeah you, you've put it so well there oh that's beautiful I, I love this and I, I hope this inspires some listeners to really reach out to the help that's available I even mm -hmm. I'm in my baby stages of really understanding how to work with light beings and it's been amazing to me just to start to realize how many there are and even even um you know, women in a, the Christ lineage or from the Hebrew lineage, you know, that I've been connected to since I was a child because of my spiritual background, now realizing that like their wisdom is available mm. to actually connect with that wisdom is like, wow, you know, that's just been such an eye opener for me. And uh, thank you. So thank you for sharing this. And I hope it li listeners out there, I hope it encourages you to take a step in that direction. Benji, what would you recommend to listeners just uh, if, if you had to give, you know, just a minute's worth of powerful spiritual advice, what would you want them to know right now? I would say that remember that nothing is permanent. Everything is constantly mm. in a state of motion and the waves mm. are constantly moving. So in the darkest and most hardest parts of your life, know that those times will pass and know that mm. every step of that is divinely guided and is being orchestrated for you, by you, for your ascension. And don't worry, don't be scared. Everything will always work out just how it needs to for you. You are loved. You are worthy. There is no shame. There is no doubt. There only is. Mm. Mm. There only is. Wow, that's amazing. There's a powerful word. Love it. And I know that you are currently open for uh, to work with individuals through the various healing modalities that you work with and what you feel called to. So tell us a little bit about what you are currently offering and how people can get in touch with you to take advantage of those opportunities. Absolutely, yeah, no. Um, so I'm, I've currently kind of done a bit of a restart on what my offerings are and kind of updated them with what's going on for me at this moment and what I kind of feel like people are needing at the moment. 
So um, I, I've recently just started a really exciting package, um, which is, it includes two healings with the Rayad Sakem ancient Egyptian healing uh, system that I use. And then with that, you'll also receive an Essene guardian angel birth chart, which um, I know we were talking how sometimes like you can struggle to know what light beings to work with. And I think yeah. it's a really accessible way for you to find uh, like three or four kind of angels, light beings that you can work with actively that have a really strong part in your life so mm, I wanted to mend them together and so what I've kind of devised is a two session plan where I will I will work with the client and we will this can be done online um kind of over zoom or I can send a recording sometimes I know in our busy lives we can't just join a zoom call so yeah. I recommend you can listen to this in the back I've had loads of really really positive reactions from that so don't think it has to be a certain place at a certain time um so you receive the first healing and then in between that and the second healing I will create your birth chart. I'll also choose a stone or a crystal to be mm. your companion. And you'll receive a bottle of myrrh anointing oil and some information kind of about that and how that can help initiate you and help you step forward after this kind of soft reset that's what I want to see this as mm. it's kind of we've gone through all of this now we can shed it for off and move forward and step into the fullness of who we really mm. are so you'll receive all mm. of those like I say I'm doing this online and I'm also doing it in person in the UK uh, for any listeners that are in the UK and would like to reach out and the best way to contact me is on Instagram um, my handle is the alchemical healer and then there's just dots in between each word and I'm also on Facebook uh, so they are the best ways to reach me but no thank you so much Lisa for having me on it's been an honor I, I feel the love from you and this beautiful etheric temple that you've created and I thank all the listeners for uh, spending the time to listen uh, to my journey and my truth. Mm, Benji, you have gifted us with so much treasure today. I am, my heart is overflowing. I love the work you're doing and I'm so excited to see you uh, to continue on this journey, both your own growth, but also the service you've been called into. When you were speaking, I just, because you and I are on right now on video, and of course, listeners, you're only getting the audio portion of this. But as Benji was speaking, I was just literally feeling like I was watching water fall from the heavens over him. Like it was just splashing down gently onto his head and then down onto his shoulders. And I just felt like it was the well of the divine mother had just opened up and was, was, was bathing him. And then that, that water is coming to me. And I'm sure you could feel that, uh, that water and that thirst quenching sort of quality as well in his words. So thank you so much, Benji, for being here today. And uh, as always, the uh, contact information for Benji will be in the show notes that go with this episode. You can also find this on my Instagram account. He'll be tagged in it as well. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the Divine Radiance podcast. Can't wait to see you again next time. Thank you.
Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of the Divine Radiance Podcast. For more information on today's episode or to contact me, learn more about my work, or contact one of the guests or learn more about their work, visit templeofdivineradiance.com forward slash podcast.